Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than The Podcast. It's your host, James. As always, here to give you guys more of the greatness, so we're going to jump right in. So, I got a question, and this is usually one of those questions that you probably discuss with uh, your close loved ones or uh, your family or your friends. But look, we're family, we're friends, right? So, let's talk about this particular situation, this particular topic. How do you prefer to die? And I know that's such a weird question, right? But I think deep inside, uh, one thing that I'm readily, I'm ready to admit is that, um, you know, from time to time, in the consideration of my own mortality, I do think um, about a preference because, you know, nobody, nobody, the one thing that I know for certain is that uh, even though it does happen this way for 99.9% of people, um, nobody wants to unexpectedly die. Um you know, especially if it's a factor where they may consider it, you know, uh, preventable by some measure. But, you know, like for for all intents and purposes, you know, there, you know, I know for me, there may be a way that when it does present itself as the inevitable, you don't fight the feeling too much because, you know, it's, you know, for one, you realize that you know it it times up and you know secondly i mean it's it's one of the preferable ways that you prefer so you know like there's a lot like when i when i consider how i would like to leave this world um you know i got a multitude of ways that i find would be more comforting as opposed to just readiness cuz i don't think anybody's ever just ready to go um you know, short of those who have uh, terminal illnesses, which sucks, you know, like I just really dislike uh, any kind of illness that drags out uh, a person's life into suffering. But um, but what we're talking about here is is things in the more instantaneous um, uh, aspect of, of going uh, to the afterlife, to the next level, um, you know, to the future realm, to the parallel universe or whatever it is that you believe is on the other side. Um, you know, we're going to talk about uh, 10 ways that, you know, I prefer to uh, go out. And the way that I compiled my list is basically I did it to like the least threatening to like the, oh, no, I I, I just can't. If it happens this way, I will completely just I, I will be terrified, um, you know, but again, overall, like death to me is terrifying because it's life's mystery. You know, th- there's nothing that that people understand about life or death, um, you know, other than it starts and it ends, you know, but we don't know what's beyond it. So, yeah, we, we do all we, we we all have a fear of it um, or at least I'm, I'm ready to admit. But anyway, enough of the hoopla. Let's jump into my list. Um so my number my my number one uh way that you know I would prefer to go is getting shot. And I know a lot of people might say, well, that's dumb because you know, getting shot, you know, there's suffering involved in getting shot. And I and I, I definitely agree, but I think it I think it would depend on where I got shot. Um, you know, if this was my preference, then obviously I would want somebody to shoot me in the head. Um because, you know, from what I would like to believe that it would just be completely over in a matter of seconds. Like, I don't even think the pain would register um, to my body uh, as fast as just the lights cutting out. You know what I mean? Now, you know, if this was a fact of me getting shot in like, uh, you know, the stomach or, you know, the leg and severing an artery or something like that, like that would probably suck um, because it would draw it would be drawn out and you know considering if I am or am not getting help like let's just say in the scenario I'm not getting help that's a long time to just be you know suffering um, you know which is again not a part of uh, the way that I would prefer to go out but if I was to choose definitely would just take a headshot because I think the factor of speed would just now the anticipation of getting shot 
would be very, very fearful. I think that would be the biggest fear. Um, but, you know, like if I was to control any of the scenario that I could say, hey, look, just, you know, get me when get me when, you know, I least expect it. Like if I go to if I go to bed, just come in the room and just pop me, uh, you know, if uh, if I got if I'm doing dishes and, you know, I'm looking out the window and thinking about how peaceful life is, get me then, you know, but <laughs> don't get me while I'm watching TV, you know, in the middle of my favorite episode of, you know, The Simpsons or nothing like that. But you know, just like I said, headshot, boom, done, over. Uh, you deal with the mess. Um, my other, uh, my second uh, way um, is really less less uh, of a messy concept and more of just, you know, the peaceful aspect. And it's just in my sleep, just passing away. You know, um, I would also factor this as just getting old, um, which, you know, for I think for people who are older, you know, <clears throat> up there beyond 70, you know, I think there is a reasoning um, to accepting death at that point. You know, we all because we all like to believe that, you know, by that age, you've you've lived to uh, to see your family grow up and uh, have their family and maybe their family has had theirs or is beginning to have theirs. You know, you, you basically have started generations um, that are able to give your name lineage. And yeah, I mean, for for that much, as far as the effort of your own life, that's enough for me where I would say, yeah, I, I did my job. I did my due diligence for the world. I've I've you know, I've given myself and preserved you know my life through uh you know my family um, I'm okay you know um it does suck a little bit well I won't say it sucks because there are a lot of people who they prefer not to have children they prefer not to um you know have a bloodline so to speak and yeah I think I think in that case yeah you you pass along and you go out and and it's kind of it, it kind of sucks to me because it's like man this is like the last of this actual individual. And, and I mean, it happens everywhere. It happens to a lot of people, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it also is inevitable. But going back to just the core of, of, of my preference, it's like, man, <clears throat> you know, if, you know, if, if, uh, if a voice, you know, if, uh, <clears throat> if a voice told me, you know, today is the last day when you go to sleep, you're not waking up. I'm not even thinking to stay up as long as I possibly can or anything of that sort. I would literally go to bed the same exact time I go to bed. I would, I would, you know, anticipate waking up like I normally would, you know, thinking about the stresses of work and all the stuff that I have to do the next day. And it, it will, it will just be what it, it will be what it is, you know? Um, you know, and I, and again, in, in the mystery of life, you know, nobody really is able to tell you from a firsthand perspective how it feels to just kind of go, you know? I mean, the most that I can equate it to is going to sleep. That's about it. You know, like go to sleep and yeah, it's just, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I personally believe that there are deeper things beyond life, um, but that's not the conversation. You know, the conversation here is like, how do I prefer to die? So yeah, I think going to, going to sleep, passing away, um, that would definitely be a, a preferable way. Um, and it'll a lot again, it'll allow me the time to make peace uh, with the factor of dying. So there's that. Um, the third way is kind of a kind of a weird one. Um, but, you know, I just I, I, I don't know. Like like, again, this is this is something that I would prefer to happen over a lot of different things. And um it will be starvation. Um, you know, I would, I, you, it's so weird to say starvation. Um, but, and I know that, like I said, like earlier, I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't really want to suffer. But, you know, like, <clears throat> I think, I think with starvation, it's, it's another one of those things like with, you know, um, passing away in your sleep where once it's happening, you, you know, once once you once you set yourself beyond the delirious nature and the and the erratic nature of of survivability, because like, yeah, there's 
probably going to be that point where you're just scrambling to do any and everything. You're in a complete panic. But then somewhere after that, it's just like, you know what? This is all over. Like, there's nothing else I can do. I, you know, I forged this entire island and there's nothing. No animal, no shrubbery, no plant, no nothing. What what am I going to do? And you just you just you just accept it. And, you know, um, I you know, I, I think at that point, you know, the mind is is another factor, especially in, in the, you know, the focus of just passing away in your sleep. The mind is just something that it settles. <clears throat> it settles itself into the nature of phasing you out. So I think that once 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 you've done everything physically that you can do in order to stave off starvation, I mean, the, the only thing you can do at that point is just lay down, you know, just lay down. And, yeah, it would suck. But I mean, you know, again, I, I would I would prefer that over a lot of the other ways that I have listed. So, you know, there you go. Um, my, my next one, um, number four, is uh, freezing to death. And, you know, again, the, these are these are all kind of equating to, you know, that that aspect of of sleeping, <laughs> because, you know, I feel like once you, I feel I, like I think the only thing that I that will be painful is the uncontrolled nature of actually, you know, temperature dropping, you know, like that would be the uncontrollable aspect. But again, it's one of those things where that where like once your mind catches up with the fact that yeah your body's not going to be able to do anything anything further to help you to save you you know it's like yeah it's just going to start shutting down functions and you're just going to go to sleep you know you're just going to go to sleep and that's it you know um so i so i i say all that to say cuz i've i've gone i've gone through four of them and i think the most important part of the ways that I've chosen is that there's, there's a, there's a minute factor of anticipation, you know, like there's only so much I have to think about. Like, yeah, if, you know, like if you play these out into these scenarios, more than likely you're going to play them out in the most drastic scenarios ever, you know, um, you know, it could be, uh, you know, you could say that you got locked in a freezer you know, uh, you could say that you you were, uh, you know, you fell off, you fell overboard in the Atlantic and, you know, it went, <clears throat> you know, minus so many degrees and you're in the middle of the ocean, you know, what, just floating. Yeah, you're probably going to freeze to death, you know, or, or, you know, basically get hypothermia. And and that that's just going to take you out. So, um, but again, I, I equate it to the factor of like just mind taking over mind settling the the body functions down and just just you know slowly just taking me out of you know life <laughs> like so so that that you know to me like i i would be i would be partially accepting to that like yeah the anticipation would kill me a little bit or or it would uh drive me a little nuts but you know i i i think i think there are definitely worse ways to go than freezing to death um, my next one, which is one of the ones that I believe is the worst, um, is vehicular impact. Um, you know, and this 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 can be in a multitude of ways. This could be a car. This could be, you know, hit by a train. This could be, um, you know, in an airplane, a helicopter, anything of that sort. Like, yeah, this this one would be pretty bad. Um, you know, like and 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 again, it's it's all it's always circles back to the mind to the mindset because this this is actually one of the one of the ways where i feel like you know depending on what the vehicle is you know you're gonna have time to think about you know the you're gonna have time to anticipate the survivability of your circumstance and i think that's horrifying i think that's absolutely terrifying like especially because it are like like a plane crash like you know plane going down you got everybody going frantic around you uh everybody else is making you know amends with their mortality or not you know and yeah it's like there's nothing to do but anticipate 
the impact. And that is just, that's horrifying to me. Like when I hear about plane crashes and, and helicopter crashes and things of that sort, like that really does drive me insane because I could never put myself in the mindset of a person who is waiting for the inevitable to just come and not, not and not in the peaceful manners that I was just stating, you know, which, which, which at that, at that fact, you know, like I've always heard this urban legend and I don't know how true it is. Somebody could tell me, but I've always heard this urban legend about, um, you know, when plane crashes are going to happen, the reason they drop the oxygen mask is because if you breathe in enough oxygen, that it'll, it'll put you in a hallucinogenic state and you, you, ba- you basically won't, you basically won't have the function to be, to be erratic or, or panicked because you'll, you'll damn near, you'll damn near be in a, in like a, just, just a state of calmness. And then, you know, basically you're, you know, you hit and, and, you know, there's the statistics, whether you will survive or not. Um, but I don't know how much truth there is to that. Um, you know, I am not a professional um, survivalist. I have no idea about any of that. But, you know, it, again, if if you know, if if um, if if it was a fact that the plane was going down and, you know, we were just anticipating the impact like, I yeah, that that would just be nuts to me. That would be absolutely nuts to me. And I don't even really know what I would do. I mean, I, I've heard of people making phone calls, you know, to speak with family for the last time. Um, some people I I assume are just screaming and crying and, you know, and whatnot. Um, but man, it, it, it just seems so bad now in a vehicle, you know, I think, you know, it's, I feel like in a, in like a, like a car situation or a train situation, um, you know, it's it's something where it's really just about the split second. You know, you got you got a split second to consider whether you're going to survive or not. And more than likely, you're not. So it's like, how do you deal with that that second of just headlights inches away from, you know, the front side of your car? Or if they T-bone you, you know, like. Man, there, there's it, it. Oh, my gosh. Like there's just so much about car wrecks that I personally in my mind cannot even fathom. But to be quite honest, if I had to choose between wrecking in a car and, you know, going down in a plane, I would prefer to go in a car because I would think that at the very least, you know, um, I would, you know, have the chance of just, like I said, with the gunshot, just snapping out of it that quick. As as quick as the impact comes, boom, I'm out, you know, and I, and I've seen, you know, and I've, I've seen enough, you know, um, content, you know, online and whatnot, where that's not always the case, you know, that's not always the case. You got people who get ejected. You got people who are still, you know, fighting to live. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a crazy situation. And it can be, um, you know, it can be pretty messed up. Um, but, you know, me thinking about myself in this in this instance. Again, I would I would much rather take the chance on that that aspect than that anticipation of being, you know, thousands of miles in the air and just going down. And there's nothing I can do. At all, but but wait, but wait. It's like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I would, I could, oh man, I could not handle it. I could not. The next way um, that I have listed is an animal attack, um, which, you know, again, you, when, when I say animal attack, I mean, you just, you factor the animal, like what animal, like if I, if I had to, if I had to prefer or, or if I had to choose which animal I, I got attacked by. I'm definitely choosing a tiger. Absolutely 110% a tiger. Um because because the way that they take you out is the um it's the most humane. They literally grab your neck and they just they they just snap you. They 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 asphyxiate you. But they do it so quick 
that you don't. Yeah, you, you probably don't even feel it. <laughs> I think the only I, th- that's why, like, like if like if a tiger pounced on me, I would I unless I had like unless I had like a physical weapon on me, I probably wouldn't fight back. Because the minute they put jaws around your neck, you're done. It is you're done. It's not it's not even a way for you to put your hands up and try to deny the bite force that is going to crush your neck. Like it's just no way. And that and that's that's exactly how the, how they hunt their prey. They go out and they they crush everything in in the neck and just cut off all body functions to whatever animal that they're hunting. And it's crazy. You know. And now <clears throat> but what I least want to be attacked by, definitely a bear. Cuz bears maul you. Bears just start eating your freaking guts before, you know, before anything else. Like they they'll just start ripping into you and you're just alive listening to to them munch on you and that's just yeah no <laughs> that would be the least that i would want um i think the most terrifying though because like even though even though a bear would be like oh my gosh but the most terrifying to me would be a chimpanzee attack that would be the most terrifying like can you imagine something that stands almost the height of you but it's 10 times stronger than you. And it's like literally ripping you limb from limb. And just, man, I could never, I've, I've, I've heard and read enough stories about people who have had pets that have just gone completely AWOL and have killed people. And it's just been like, dude, I, man, I could never, because that, that right there would be the fact of what would terrify me the most is that I'd have this thought that you're supposed to be my friend. And it's like, no, we're not friends. I'm going to tear you asunder. I'm going to rip you apart. I'm going to eat your face and I'm going to enjoy it. You know, um, you know, again, there's a shark attack. I, I would, yeah, I would, you know, what, what I, what I hear about shark attacks is, a little off-putting, but I think if I was able to see the shark coming to do what it does, I would just be mortified. You know, because most people say like, oh, I was swimming, 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 and I felt this tug. Not necessarily that they felt a pinch or excruciating pain or this, that, and the other. Because again, the, these these things that happen to you in in, in some instances happen so quick. Like, can you imagine like like a shark can sever your arm so quick that you don't even realize you don't have an arm? I read I read an article with someone who had that very uh, action happen to him. Got his arm completely taken off. And he swam to shore, not realizing that he didn't have a right arm. Until he got on on shore and then that's when all the pain and everything sets in. Like that, that is just crazy. That's crazy. But it's like, man, I, I, you know, I like when I think about sharks, it's like, man, like, I feel like, dude, like not only, not only will they take chunks out of you, but they'll drag you down and try to drown you, you know, so they could feed on you some more, you know, and that, that was just, oh my God, I, I could, I couldn't, I could not. That's why that like <clears throat> definitely a land animal. Um, and it would definitely be a tiger, definitely be a tiger. Um, and I, and, and, and again, like, like, you know, like there, there's also the thought like, well, why not a lion? Well, see a lion would be different because a lion is going to sit there and basically do the same attack, but then drag me off to get eaten by family members so basically i become thanksgiving dinner and that's not what i want i would just much rather it be like a one-on-one scenario one stupid tiger just bite me in the throat get me over with do whatever you're gonna do and that'll be that um but yeah and definitely not i'm i would definitely be fearful of of uh 
like an anaconda or any kind of uh, constrictor like that would just that I think I would die if it's possible to just die. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I, there's no way. There's no factor of not possible. Like I probably would have a heart attack before um, I died of the asphyxiation because I because I am mortified of snakes in general. And if 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 a freaking constrictor just got itself around me, like I would just just everything that I I dislike about snakes would just would just overtake me. And I would I would probably die of a heart attack that that is more than likely. But, you know, there you go. Animal attack Um, with that kind of uh, kind of a segue um, sort of you know, from animals to the next one, but also there is a human element, uh, to this choice as well. And that's being poisoned or venomized. Um, you know, I, I think, I think the thing that makes me so fearful about being poisoned or having an active venom inside of me is one, the factor of, of the unknown, the unsurmountable amount of pain that is involved with it. Like I, like I could not even imagine, you know, getting bit by something and having a reaction that I have never been able to, you know, encompass in, in my, you know, my thought of what pain is on a, on a threshold. Like, uh, you know, I hear about it all the time, you know, whether it's these, uh, you know, man of war, uh, that are, you know, hitting people with their stingers or, you know, getting bit by a snake. Like I'm in California. So, you know, a lot of hikers, they run into these, you know, these, uh, rattlesnakes and stuff. And it's just like, I couldn't. And then you hear about the bigger snakes over in Eastern Asia and, you know, how they can kind of stand up to being seven feet tall and, you know, they'll chase you and all this other stuff. And it's like all for just the bite. And then once the bite happens, it's like and then let's not even get into the like the fact of the of the snakes that'll bite you multiple times. You know, like if I get bit once, I think obviously I'd be terrified of just that the one bite. But if there was a snake that was biting me several times again, it would almost get as close to me being constricted by a boa where I would just I would I would probably die of a heart attack being absolutely terrified over the fact that this venom got inside my body and and started you know doing what it does and I don't know too much about venom but I do know that there are certain certain venoms that do certain things like I know that there's some that uh cause necrosis and will just like rot your limbs so like wherever you wherever you're bitten, like obviously it'll swell up and and do all that nasty stuff. But then it'll literally start eating away at, you know, your your body part. And that's just oh, my God, that's just so crazy to think about. But the one the one that I really uh, am terrified about is the one that stops like your your inner body functions, like the ones, the venoms that like stop your the rhythm of your heart and you know, stop your lungs from like pumping oxygen and all this other stuff. And it's just like, man, like I don't even know which which one of the snakes has that ability, but it's like I want to stay away from all snakes. Um, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to even think about anything like that biting me. Um, you know, even like even something bigger, like a Komodo dragon, like I dude, I would be so upset at myself if I let a Komodo dragon bite me because you know like i hear about like i know that they're 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 extremely fast they're extremely fast um but that bite like it's like they got the bacteria and all that it just oh my god like that would just be so nasty and so crazy like i could i could not imagine um but then i mean any any other uh point of of poisoning i think i think the only other uh the only other poisoning that i would think about is like carbon monoxide like that would that 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 would just be the most terrifying to me um <clears throat> and i think the reason that it's so terrifying is because it's like you, you you wouldn't know that it was coming 
odorless, tasteless, you know, uh, senseless in every aspect. Like you just don't know what's in the air. And the symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning is you, you become drowsy and you, you just, you drift off to sleep and you literally just die in your sleep. Now. Yeah, that, that's, that's, up there, you know, with my least concerning way to die, which is, you know, dying in my sleep. But again, this is a factor where, you know, carbon monoxide poison can kill multiple people. Like, you know, you hear stories about this all the time where you got families and homes that have, you know, a leak or some some form of carbon monoxide buildup and the whole family's dead. You know, and and how and and short of you, short of you just having the previous, you know, the the previous knowledge to understand how to be aware of carbon monoxide, which a lot of families are not. A lot of people just don't educate themselves on simple stuff like this, so they don't see it coming, right? And so when it happens, it's unbeknownst to them; they just didn't know. And it's it's so terrifying. To think that it could be that easy for something that simple to get you. It's just, yeah, you would not want to be poisoned. Um, getting down to the final three. Now, these final three are like the most terrifying to me. Um, these are like, the, these are the ways that I think about every single day. These are the ways that I think about um you know, like these are these are the factors that I stay away from no matter what. Like, I don't even put myself in scenarios for things like this to happen. So let's just go right into it. So the first way is falling from a height. Falling from a height like I like I'm not fearful of heights. I'm, I'm not because, you know, even at a high point, I'm very careful of where I am at that height, but I'm not the person that's going to be at the Grand Canyon with my back to the canyon and sitting on a rock that I didn't notice was, you know, severely off balance and then slip and fall. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to stand up on top of a dam and, you know, have my hand catch a slick part of a pole and then lose my balance. Like it's not going to happen, you know? Um, but if in some circumstance that I could not control, I happen to fall from some great height, like the, like the animal attack, like the venom, venomization, I would probably be so mortified that I would just hope that I could just pass out before impact because there would be nothing more terrifying than falling a distance and thinking like it's just like the airplane it's like you have to think about everything in one two maybe five seconds and then what happens and then you're out and then you're out. And that 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 to me just terrifies me. That completely just terrifies me. Like I, 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 I could I could not I, I could not. I, I would refuse. I would absolutely refuse. And I just cannot. I, I like I I don't even like thinking about it. It's so hard to think about. And it's like. Let's just say, you know, for the sake of argument, that it wasn't instantaneous. Let's just say like you you hit your back first. Now, now you're paralyzed and then you break limbs and you got all this stuff. And then you hit the ground and let's just say you, you aren't dead. Man, you have to live suffering, laying there, you know, depending on the type time of year it is. You could be laying there in a complete sun. You could be face up, all broken up, just suffering. Or it could be the dead of night and 
you could just be freezing and you could be right on the cusp of hypothermia, but not quite. And you're just suffering. You could have animals come around and they start, you know, picking and gnawing at you. Knowing that you're not going to live. That's the worst when an when like when animals are able to know that you're not going to live anymore. And they just come around and start eating you like a snack and you get to watch. That's just yeah, that that is horrifying. That is absolutely horrifying. Well, let's just say it wasn't that wild. Let's just say it was like something like, you know, like like a like a high rise, some tall building. Just topple over the side like, man. I, I, I couldn't I just oh, my gosh, like I couldn't. The seconds before impact would be so horrifying. I wouldn't know how to handle it. I would not know how to handle it. I would just. Obviously, there's no way to handle it because it's already happening. Right. But. I think I think instead, like if I was in the plane and we and I knew the plane was going down, I would be settling on life. If if I fell over something, I would be thinking about the immediate bad decision. And that'll be the only thing I would have in my mind is what led up to me falling over. And then, and then, boom, I'm done. And I don't have any I don't have any more time to consider or think about anything else. Like that, that that's just terrifying to me. And that's just the reason that, like, like I said, when I when I am high, uh, up high anywhere, I am behind every guardrail. I don't play those games. I don't go around. I don't hang around people who play those games. It's just not in me. And and it's one of those things that, hey, if you are one of those people that I hang around and you do decide to play that game, that's the last time that you can consider me a friend or come hang around me because I'm not going to I'm not going to have that be a factor where somebody gets to explain to the police. Well, I didn't really think I pushed him that hard. You know, you guys see the see the girl who. You know, they were I mean, she was obviously really, really stupid for, um, you know, jumping off of a bridge. But I guess her friend pushed her because, you know, she just wanted her to kind of, uh, you know, stop being a chicken or whatever. But the girl broke all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I think uh, I think the I think the girl who pushed her, I think she went to jail for like not a real long time. I think, I think maybe a few months or something like that. For like reckless endangerment or something like that. And 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 then and then obviously they're not friends anymore. But it's like stuff like that, you know, where where in someone else's mind, they don't take it as seriously as you do. You know, and, and, and I, I always say this about I say this about every aspect of my fear, like. You're the only person that's going to understand how fearful you are of anything, but and it is also up to you to uh, to to let let people understand how fearful you can be about anything in your life. Like if you take your fear seriously, you know, cause fear isn't always something you can overcome. You know, there's a lot of things that we fear in life that we can get over that, you know, with a little bit of work and determination, but then there's some things that there's no if, ands or buts about it. Like with me, snakes, there's no if, ands or buts about it. Like there's nothing you are going to tell me that is going to have me factor in the benefit of holding petting uh uh being in the vicinity of any kind of snake it's just not a rational point of discussion but then you always get those people who they you know again they want to they like i said with the girl they want to just push you over the edge people want to wrap the snakes around your neck oh just look see look it's not that bad is it wow you know what i mean like like wow like and, and I've already I've already said like I've I've said, you know, a few times, like if 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 I'm faced with a situation with a snake, I will be so mortified that I would probably die of a heart attack before anything. And if nobody understood that about me and they decided to put a snake around my neck and then all my fears just manifested and something crazy happened to me medically, like. How is that person accountable, you know? But, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Um, and I say all that to say falling from a great height. I don't know how we got on the snakes again, but um, falling from a great height is definitely uh, one of the factors that I fear the most. Um, 
Number two, because um, I guess we're going backwards, um, definitely um, a fire. Um, yeah, I fires, you know, um, fires are so weird. And I and, and the way that I mean that they're weird is that, like, I remember when I was younger, I used to have such an allure about fires. I used to just, I don't know, there's something to just fathom about, you know, starting a fire. I think it's just the, the scientific aspect of fire. You know, I think that's what it is. And, and to think that you can control it and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there, there's there's something awesome about it. But when you talk about, like, um, the overwhelming nature of fire and how, you know, how it can overwhelm, you know, your entire environment, you know, anything like it, it, whether it's an explosion or um, an accelerated, you know, flame or something like that. Like, dude, fire is just like not, not a joke. And, you know, again, depending on where you are, it could be just an absolutely horrifying situation. Um, you know, if you're you know, I play the scenario out like if you're sleeping in your house and you smell smoke and you wake up and you already know the signs they talk about on TV. The door handles hot. The door itself is, you know, kind of, you know, hot to the touch. And you got smoke billowing under the, you know, the underside of your door. And it's like, man, it's like all of those components together are just terrifying, you know. And let's just say, like, for the sake of arguments, you were able to get the door open if you get the door open and just your entire pathway, like, I mean, you can know your house front to back. And if all your paths are cut off by just these high flames, what do you do? I know some people sit there and say something silly, like, oh, just run through it. Yeah, you'd run through it. You, you know, maybe something fell over. You might trip and you'll be enveloped in flames and die. You know, like, like, man, I, oh my gosh. And, you know, the, you always hear you always hear the statistic about uh, people dying in fires. You know, you hear like, well, most people don't die from the flames. They die from uh, smoke inhalation. Regardless of any of that, I just, you know, like there's no positive aspect that I can take away from a fire. There's no settling with peace. There's no nothing. And, and, and think, think if you were able to get away from the fire and, and, you know, put someone else in the scenario of like, put a loved one, maybe, maybe you were asleep on the couch and you got a loved one that was in the bedroom and maybe they didn't realize the fire had started before you did. It's like so many different factors that that just make this such a horrifying scene. It's like, again, like I I couldn't even think too much about this. There's just there's no positive way to spin a fire like there's just no way to spin it so that it makes sense so that, you know, everyone gets out OK or or everything goes the way it needed to go. Like, you know, you can bust all the side windows out and, <clears throat> you know, Try, I mean, it's man, it's just less than like survival is like the least than likely um, aspect of a fire happening. It's just like survivability in my eyes is just like way down. Like, yeah, I, I don't even I, I like I don't even factor survive surviving if, if I'm in if I'm in a house and it's just enveloped in flames. I, I, I don't I don't foresee unless the fire department is like right out there and I'm able to hunker in a corner that hasn't been enveloped. Okay. But then, but then again, look, there's still like the smoke and all that other stuff, dude, man, just not, a, not a pretty way to go. Not a pretty way to go. And the final way, um, that I listed the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst, just don't even like thinking about it. Um, just the absolute worst, even worse to me than snakes. Um, you know, for this, I would hold a snake, um, to avoid this way of death. And that is drowning, drowning, dr drowning to me, um, is just nightmare incarnate. Like it is just, 
I, I, I don't know what it is about drowning, but you know, like even, even thinking about it now, it's just, man, it's like, I cannot even wrap my mind just like with fire. I can't wrap my mind around a scenario where I could possibly be okay. I used to work on a cruise ship and, um, you know, like I would always think about like even looking over the side of the ship, I'd be like, man, if I fell overboard and, you know, bump being eaten by something or, you know, freezing from hypothermia, like if I was like physically like drowning, I would just, I dude, like I couldn't, I just, man, I could not. Because because drowning like like dying in a fire would be one of those things that you have to think about in the moment that it's happening, just like with falling from a height. You have you well not not even no because falling from a height it's like you only got a millisecond to really think about any bad decision that you made in that moment. But when you're drowning, like you have nothing to do but wait. And you and you and you have to you have to literally retire to the sense that your body is going to shut down step by step and you have to watch. You have to be in full panic mode the entire time. While you lose the very nature of what you are so accustomed to, and that is breathing. It, you know almost fire fire and drowning are almost in the same aspect because like i said like if you were just you know enveloped in smoke in a fire how do you breathe you don't you just don't you don't you know but you'd have smoke all in your lungs and you know you can't sit there and factor in which will be worse smoke in your lungs or water they're both pretty freaking bad <laughs> But I think I think drowning would just be absolutely 110 percent horrifying. I would go through every other aspect outside of fire. I would do every other one of those that I listed five times over if I could just avoid drowning once. I would suffer those deaths five times over if it meant I could never drown in my life. That was the one that was the one, you know, it, it it's it's so crazy to think this, but that was the reason that I learned to swim. Because I just I basically told myself I will never, ever submit to water being a factor of my death. It's just never going to happen. But, you know, be it as as I was on a cruise ship, you know, there were the factors that you could think like, hey, what if this ship just went down? You know, what if this ship sank? It's a very real possibility, you know, less than likely, but it's a possibility. So what do you do? You know, what if what if you're in your cabin and the whole ship goes down and, you know, you're just there's just it's just taking on all kinds of water. I, I've, I've read stories about people who have been on sunken ships and have woken up with just a pocket of air to their name. And the ocean around them completely to be saved by divers days later. Can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine just a pocket of air? Like, you know, like you couldn't even anticipate if the pocket would like if maybe, you know, by some happenstance, the boat would just go ahead and be completely enveloped and, and water would just fill the rest of, of the, of the boat, the areas where you're, where you're, trying to breathe, which breathing isn't even that, you know, that, you know, it's so limited in that, in that small amount of space. It's like, yeah, man, like drowning is just not in the cards for me. It is not in the cards for me. I was so terrified when I was taking my flight, uh, over, uh, the Pacific, um, going to Hawaii uh, when I started working on the cruise ship and that, that to me was like a double whammy. Cause it was like, okay, I'm on this plane, which could totally go down, you know? And 
then if it goes down, like I would, I would assume that the survivability of hitting water is, is greater than hitting like land. I'm not sure. I don't know anything about statistics on that. So don't, you know, don't, you know, don't beat me up because I'm getting something wrong. But, um, you know, like if in fact, you know, I survived the impact of hitting the water, you know, there's still, like I said, the aspect of the plane, you know, being enveloped in the, the, the absolute ocean. And then like, you know, what do you do at that point? You know, and even if I'm able to escape the encasement of the actual plane, like emergency exits open up or whatever, I can only swim so much. And then what do you do? What do you do? Drowning is the worst. I mean, I have I've never drowned in my life, but I can just I can say with full confidence it is the worst way to go. It is the absolute worst way to die. I would I I would hold out and do every other death that I've listed five times over before I consider drowning. If somebody kidnapped me and um you know said, you know, we're gonna do a Chinese water torture or we're going to, we're just going to straight out drown you or and interrogate you. You can, you know what, if you got to interrogate me and it's drowning as a factor, I'm telling you all the secrets. <laughs> I'm just telling you everything. I'm telling you all you want to know. I'll tell you everything you need to know. You can do every other torture to me and I would, I would hold my tongue and, and, you know, save God and country. But if it's drowning, I'm not, I'm not even going to factor that they win <laughs> but um what 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 ways do you find preferable uh to meet your maker i mean i know that's not something people think about on a daily but when you do think about it i mean what do you find to be the most acceptable um could you be okay starving to death is uh you know being hit you know in a head-on collision something that you think you'd be able to survive you know do you think that you'd be able to fend for yourself in an animal attack? I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you guys are more than welcome to hit me up um, on Twitter or on Podbean. Um, and we can talk about it, man, because this is all, you know, it's one of those things that, like I said, you kind of sometimes sit around with your friends um, or, you know, with family members or something. And, you know, it just comes up like, yo, how would you want to go out? You know, and a lot of people are able to lay it out, you know, step by step. Some people never consider it, but I personally think it's something healthy to think about because, man, you got to watch out for yourself. You got to always know that that, you know, life is not forever. And, um, you know, you got to be careful, you know, because a lot of people don't really consider uh, the ways that they go about living life. And then usually the ways that they thought were the safest end up being the ways that they meet their demise. So um, just be careful, be safe and, and always be thoughtful um, of those people around you. Um, but Hey, with that being said, you guys already know the deal. Uh, this is James. This is more than a podcast. Do me that favor. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye guys.